This is where you jacked off upstairs, right? Did, did Lenny Kravitz ever find his sunglasses? He's on drugstore dick, pic, dick pills. Scratching his private parts and readjusting his bits. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode 289 of the show. Super stoked to have you in the mix. As always, stoked for the our Patreon fans who are Checking out our picks every Friday. More Patreon content to come. Um, Patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle. I'm st- the emails have been kind of quiet lately. I have some good, some solid people on the emails, but I chuckle a lot of times when we get emails. So be nice to get some new blood. If you've never, if you hear something on the show, here's what happens. A lot of times people will mention something to me on Twitter. And be like, hey, you should talk about or what happened. And it's just not, it's not all in the same place for me at that point. Whereas if you send an email to mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, it all comes to one spot. And then I can just transfer that into the notes for the show. And then it's all, then I remember to talk about your thing. Because a lot of times, or 100% of the time, I'll forget. It's just not my wheelhouse. So do that, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com or leave a voicemail. 949464TBLS. Somebody, a friend of mine, friend of mine's real into the Telly Tupac saga, and he like called and left me a voicemail or it might have been a text. I can't remember, but he had an idea for a game or an event or something for Telly Tupac. And I was like, oh, that sounds funny. I'm like, just call the voicemail or send me an email or something. Of course, never did. So I don't, can't remember the idea. But again, it's, I got I have a show mode, and that's like an hour before we record the show and during the show, and then I edit the show, and then it's not till the next week. I got too much other shit going on, I'm trying to sell people Medicare. It's a fucking hustle, okay? Uh, I'm joined now, as always, by Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, what's up? I forgot about your Medicare hustle. Yeah, so I'm hustling. It's... it's uh, annual enrollment right now here's the thing it's about medicare season it's medicare season and it's here's the thing people need what i have and it doesn't cost any money but it's hard to get in front of them so that's my that's the dilemma right now old yeah uh what's going on with you buddy how'd you how'd you do on your um, picks this week i think I, I i think it was a uh hot and cold like i don't think it was a bad week i yeah. think maybe i don't remember which ones i said oh. were leans i think i went two and one um, two and but, one. I also went two and one this week. I whiffed on. Uh, I know I whiffed on Auburn, Florida. I guess Florida's decent. I don't. Yeah, Auburn don't was the top ten team, right? Yeah. Still coming um, early. I I had a couple things that didn't make it to the show. You sent me something. California crooks steal duffel bag full of snakes. Isn't that great? Now, does what it say what city I had that a was problem in? with? San Jose. Oh, Northern California. Okay, a lot of a lot of freaks yeah. up there. Yeah, sharks fans. Yeah. Um, 
Now, I just, the thing that stood out to me is the guy whose bag was stolen, because I guess the guy like put a bag down and somebody ran by and stole it. Yeah, that'll happen. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, what are the odds that's going to be a duffel bag full of money? Never. It's going to usually be like dirty gym, gym clothes. Yeah, exactly. Well, this, this guy who left the duffel bag, got it stolen. He breeds and sells reptiles. A guy named Brian Gundy breeds and sells reptiles through his business for goodness snakes. Oh, it's a pun. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That's pet stores have a lot of puns. Yeah, you know, a pet store. There's a, there's a dog, there's a pet store in town called Beowulf. It's really, oh. it's bad. So bad. The, the the here's the thing about the pet store that they don't tell you. And I think I saw Henry Rollins give a talk one time about when he was a kid growing up in DC. He worked at a pet store for a while. And the pet store is basically just a fucking body shop. It's just fucking death all the time. Things are fucking dying and killing each other, and it's just dead, <laughs> dead, dead things. All the time, it's a it's a horror show. You go behind. They the always smell. Scenes. Yeah, they smell real bad. They always smell like, and they're like, "Oh, that's just the food." Like, mm. there was just there was just like, one here yeah. on the local news that was like a that that was a pet shop, but it was also like a reptile sanctuary, probably so they could get five hundred one c three status or whatever. That the neighbors, it was like in a strip mall, and the neighbors were like, "Hey, um, this reptile store has a." fucking odor and we haven't seen anybody there in a couple of weeks and then so then they came out and saw this on the local news then the they came out and they like looked in the window and they're like nah it looks fine and then still like it took a couple more weeks until somebody finally some authorities came and they saw the flies through the window the smell's bad enough but the flies are the giveaway yeah, and then they went in. They said the odor was – it was just a death odor. There was a 12-foot anaconda dead. Other things, just dead things. Like the guy like had a psychotic break or the business got too much for him and he just fucking stopped going and, and taking care he, of his snake. I bet he had a shitty pun for a name. Of probably. Story. He probably did. So, yeah. yeah. Terrifying. How? But um, imagine being scared. Like that's a real comeuppance as a thief. That you would just open the bag. <laughs> it's and just it, snakes. Yeah, like thinking like maybe there's some dirty, smelly Under Armour yeah, ball might sweat get, in there. Right, you might get a guy's wallet underneath his dirty socks. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, you, there might be like 60 bucks in there. Or may, maybe his phone or his headphones or something. But no, you get a bag full of snakes. And most people aren't really cool. Like I'm not. I'm not terrified oh, of snakes. Oh, you'd love it. You'd feel like you hit the jackpot. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a bag full of snakes would would kind be a lot for me to deal with. Open, not expecting to see snakes in a bag. <laughs> that What's would the snake guy doing too? Bag full of snakes. He's taking them from one place to the other. In a gym bag. Seems like hey, weird. Well, how else are you going to get them around? Aquarium? You're going to carry an like aquarium on the train? Yeah, an aquarium, like those fish tank looking things. So everybody knows what's what's doing. Well, it's, that's very cumbersome. Awkward. Hard to carry. <laughs> uh, another thing that popped up today, I saw in like two different, two or three different things. 
these Tide Pod things with Glenn Livid in them. Stupid. So dumb. What? The whole point of if you're yes. going to have something like Glenn Livid. Yeah. Is, is like because you're going to sip. You sip it. Sip. There, this is this is for like this is major alcoholic behavior if you're just this doing is, a Tide Pop. This is what you're supposed to put like uh na- like I don't know. This is a high school move. No, what, what would you? There's a whole science to it. You get the nose right. You bring. That's why it has to be in a certain kind of glass. So you yeah. pour it in a in a glass, and the air gets into it. Some people like a few dr- drops of water, an ice cube. Glen Livet's a legit like that's a, a that's a real thing. It's a proper scotch. And you but want, I'm saying you got, it's like a, it's a higher level. This is not this is not Mad Dog. That's no. the type of shit that would come in a Tide Pod. Yeah, you got you you get the you get the nose. You take a sniff of it, and then as you go to take a sip, you smell it before it goes in your mouth, and then it's supposed to hit the tongue. Like it's, it's as you drink it, it's, it washes over the tongue. You don't just fucking bite down on it. Like it's a goddamn bubblicious. What's the one that had like. Chules. Chules. Yeah. It's like that. Like what? Disgusting. Disgusting. What is wrong? And then what about the plastic? Does that just dissolve? Uh, it's see, it's like a seaweed type. Oh my fucking. But then God. the seaweed's is- going to fuck. I mean, even if it's the most like. The, the flavorless seaweed. Yeah. You're putting seaweed, mixing it with your fucking scotch. So this is this is gonna this is what drives me crazy because this is like a juicing of the social media. So remember, like a month ago. So today I drove by a Popeyes and I'm like, oh, there's a Popeyes right here, and there was shockingly no line. And but remember, like two months ago, it was a big deal because right. the Popeyes chicken sandwich and that that evolved. From a tweet, like it was just a random occurrence. They introduced this menu item, Chick-fil-A called them out on their sandwich. They responded with a funny tweet and just out of the blue, this fucking, you couldn't escape the sandwich. It was the biggest thing in the world. It was an organic thing. Meanwhile, this, some advertising cunts think, hey, we can do, you know that how kids are supposedly eating the Tide Pods? Not true. The, we'll just do that, but with our scotch and we'll like juice our, our brand image, our brand awareness via social media with these, with these Glenn Livet pods. It'll be cute. This and is, you know what? Right. It's not but this fucking This is not cute. good for the brand. No, it's it not. isn't. It's horrible. It's horrible. And they should be embarrassed. And, the and you know, this is probably, it's probably owned by some big conglomerate now, but right. Mr. Mr. Glenn. Right, like Imbev, Imbev bought exactly. it. Exactly. Like Mr. Like Livet is rolling in his fucking grave right now because yeah. he, and he made this beautiful thing that's lasted hundreds of years and now people are shitting on it to get fucking clicks. Fuck these. I'm going to find out who did this and shame them. Yeah. Uh, two more quick things. The yeah. the fact that University of Kansas apologized for Snoop's performance at their like Midnight Madness thing. Yeah. What do you do? They hired then? Snoop Dogg. Yeah. <laughs> he just he was he 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 was doing his act, and there were some like chicks on stripper poles. Uh, they weren't stripping, but they were you know like they were sh- working the pole. Their butt. Yeah. Yeah, but like you hired Snoop Dogg and all that entails. Right. And uh you're mad him. about it. There what like what if no, you lit I'm, up I'm a mad blunt. that they apologize. They had to apologize yeah. oh, right. for him. And it's yeah. like you hired Snoop. He gave them a show. Remember He's when, a performer. Remember when Snoop was on trial for murder? Yeah. <laughs> case. He got he caught a case. His, he got caught up in some shit in Long Beach from the old days. 
and his his was, bodyguard. That was the last. That was the last times of his his Long Beach days. Right. Exactly. Right after that, I don't. Like, you I, know what? I, I don't. I don't want to keep it that real anymore. I doubt he's been back to Long Beach, Polly. I think that's where he went along with Cameron Diaz. Uh, since um, he caught a case for murder. Hey, he got off. His bodyguard had to had to defend him. Fine, all good. But now he has a show with Martha Stewart. He's like, if they still do Q ratings, he's probably a top ten Q rating person. Like every everybody. I bet my mom feels like totally, Snoop is a real lovable yes. guy. He, people associate nothing but positivity with him at all times. He fucking smokes giant blunts on TV and is a self-proclaimed pimp who was tr- once tried for murder and was in a gang. And now but he's he just is, Mr. He cool. He's great. He he's he's awesome. He seems like the coolest guy ever. He's a treasure. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then yeah. finally, yeah. I have a connection. I mean, you know, sort of a connection to somebody in the Ukraine stuff. Shut up. This article somebody sent me, one of my college buddies sent me. This was a guy. I told you, I had a brief stint, like somebody doing all the time. I had a brief stint in a fraternity. It wasn't for me, yeah. and I dropped out quickly. I could see that. Guy guy in my fraternity is the guy in this headline. U.S.-based foreign agent bankrolled Ukraine President Zelensky's D.C. lobbying in hopes of Ukrainian government job. Wow. And then it lists, this guy committed several crimes if, if what this writer is saying right. is true. And he ch- this guy changed his name after college. And what? he was the shadiest, he was the, sh- yeah, I know, I know. So th- that's the first red flag. Yeah. This guy was the shadiest dude. He, I can't guarantee it, but I'd be shocked if he didn't roofie several people. <laughs> yes, he's, oh he's, my God. I, I can't, I, I can't say that he did. I just be, would be shocked if he didn't do it several times. Wow. He was the shadiest fucking dude in college. And I knew him briefly. He was a f- few years older than me. I think he was three years older than me. Yeah. Maybe two years older yeah. than me. And uh, I didn't enjoy his presence. He was a weirdo, but I've kind of sort of, I don't think I'm Facebook friends with him, but like I'm, I'm sort of aware he's still out there. And sure enough, this fucking guy is in the middle of the shady Ukraine business. So he's going to go to the joint or he's going to name some names. I would guess the latter. I would guess both. Yeah. But the latter. I'm, I'm guessing both. Yeah, for sure. He'll probably but, get but, up. but what you do realize what? is when there is this kind of shadiness going on. I mean, really, if you get into bed with the Eastern Bloc oh, dude. countries. Oh, dude. And yes, this includes Biden's son. Of course. Everyone who's getting in bed with these, these, these countries, it's almost definitely super shady. And super illegal stuff going on. No, this is the mob is in charge. This is like when the uh, the Terminator gave Tony Soprano keys to his sporting goods store. Right. Like, what do you fucking expect is going to happen? You're dealing with the fucking mafia. This is what they do. Like these countries are run by the mafia. Communism fell. And organized crime moved in. And that's who's in charge over there. And this, like Manafort, perfect example. This guy was up to his fucking tits in some shit. He was going to get killed. He was 
pretty sure his family was going to get killed. He had to fucking start making some deals. And that's what these guys do to you. They put you in an unfortunate position where you owe them. So good for him. Absolutely. Keep, keep us up to date Absolutely. on it. Yeah, so I mean, you know, I want to know what's going on, but I also don't yeah. want to get too close because there's a reason why I haven't had him in my life whatsoever sure. for the past quarter century. Yeah. But yeah, I I spent more time than I wanted to when I was a freshman in college around this guy. And uh, he's bad news. And it's just funny that sure it's enough. Great. It's great. You I'm see you it. see story in the headlines and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, wait a second. You have a connection to this guy. You yeah. know him. Yeah, keep keep us up to date with it. I'm fascinated yeah. by that. Uh, okay, I will. So we got we have a guest. I'm gonna call him up right now. Uh, a friend of ours who is who has a a system that his he keeps me abreast of his choices. He has a patented system for picking NFL winners via data points. He has a proprietary system. I believe it's like two hundred and something data points that he uses to predict winners against the spread every week. He shares them with me and he's pretty much consistently wins 60% of the games. So if you're a better and you know about handicapping, that is fucking very, a very, very good winning percentage. Uh, let's call him up right now. Okay. We're joined now by, Hey Mike, what's up? Uh, we are joined now by Michael Knapp, CEO, a big play scoring. This guy is the guy. So last week, I was two and one in my NFL picks. And here's what I do. Here's my system. I go, I look at the games I like, and then my man Michael sends me an email at the beginning of the week every week with the with his picks against the spread. And I go and I confirm the games. So last week I liked Philly. And they were given like two touchdowns, but they were playing the Jets, who are dog shit, right? And so I, I'm like, I like that game. So I went and checked his sheet and I'm like, okay, that one's, I'm going to be right on that one. And then I liked Arizona's like kind of sneaky good. They don't get blown out and they're playing Cincy and getting points and Cincinnati also dog shit. Right. So I'm like, oh, I got, there's another one. I checked it against the sheet. All right. That was another winner that Michael had. Then the, my third game, and then here's my issue. I'm pretty much fucking gay for Gardner Minshew at this point. And I'm, I'm riding him and he's winning for me every week. Every week I'm taking Gardner Minshew and he's winning. And I go, I go, I'm taking him again. They're playing Carolina. They're getting three and a half. They're going to Carolina. Cam Newton's out. I checked the sheet. And my man, Michael, he doesn't like Gardner Minshew. And you know what? He was fucking right on that one. I went two and one. I should have been three and oh. I didn't follow his system. Michael Knapp, tell us about big play scoring, buddy. All right. First, I just want to point out. Yes. It wasn't Gardner's fault. He still threw for three hundred. Oh no, he's amazing. Yeah, he's fucking. He. I'm still gonna ride him, but he didn't. He didn't cover the spread. He can't yeah. play all twenty two positions. That's right. Yeah. He's right there in the end. And, and first of all, I gotta say regarding the puppy love for Gardner Minshew, get in line. I'm right there with you. Oh, that yeah. guy's got my uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. I've got his a uh, team beat magazine uh, covers up on my wall. He he's great. Big play scoring. Basically, it's the team-based measurement of the impact of big plays on the outcome of a game. And a long time ago, I just stopped worrying about what the individual statistics were of uh, people like Odell Beckham Jr. or Cam Newton and you know, focusing on what the scoreboard was doing. Instead, focused on the big plays that were being made on the field. 
And the more I looked at it from that standpoint of analysis, uh, whether it was offense, defense, or special teams, I just came to realize the score will take care of itself at the end of regulation or even overtime if you just start watching which teams are making the big plays uh, from those three different team units of offense, defense, and special teams. So it's actually a very wide uh, platform entertainment-wise for uh, sports fans. Um, But from the standpoint of gambling, it's very interesting that I can uh, derive a single value that is one of the few components from an original formula that over the course of a 267 game NFL season is correct against the opening line spread 60% of the time. That, and you, so you came up with, this is a proprietary system that you invented and basically, and I've, I tried to explain this before you came on and I'm probably wrong. You have identified data points that you use to predict these outcomes via the big plays, correct? I've identified occurrences and then it attributed a value system uh, that represents each of the individual occurrences that can uh, happen during the course of the game. And, and those values have been statistically validated. Uh, basically, over the course of an NFL season, there's 12,000 uh, points that are put up on a scoreboard. Uh, the points that are attributed to the occurrences I've identified uh, represent 99.8% of that total. So that validation, uh, uh, that, um, that opportunity to look at that and realize that there's, there is deserved confidence in recognition of the importance of those individual things that are happening and the, uh, more so the value that I attribute to them. I love it. Okay. So, hey, Michael, did, yes. so does just without getting into every data point, you, does home, home field matter at all anymore in the NFL? Home field, uh, home field matters in one sport, yours. People are right on top of you and they're screaming in your ear and they're having an impact on the judges. It really doesn't. What matters uh, is the ability of the players on the field and the capability of the coaching staff that has put together uh, a strategic plan to uh, go against their opponent. In yeah, football, I, I, it's not I nearly still hear, Yeah, I still yeah. hear people talking about home field and it's like with StubHub, there's just a lot of reasons why home field just doesn't matter. And also travel accommodations are a lot different than they were 40 years ago. So it, it it's al- not that big of a deal. It almost seems like if I were a player that going on the road would be a relief. You get away from the family, you're staying in a hotel, you're just with the team, you can concentrate on the game. You don't have all your family members hitting you up for tickets. You don't have just the home stressors. Yeah. It's nice to sleep in your own bed. Everybody talks about that and go into the facility that you know, and being comfortable in that way. But I feel like being on the road is almost better. If, if I were to be a player, I feel like I would be less stressed out about the game. And a lot of these guys have kids. Yeah. To be able to get away from your kids, that's oh, for that's sure. Amazing. Now the now wrangling the road beef might be an issue. That might be a stress of its own when that's you got gotta when, be the, the equipment managers. Yeah. Know. Well, you got Carla and Jennifer and uh, Heather, and they're all you know. You got a couple of phones going on, but I think they bring a guy now. They have like maybe there's one guy for the team that wrangles the road beef, or each guy brings his guy, the road beef wrangler. 
I'm sure having 70,000 people in your home stadium scream and cheer for you when you score a touchdown is nice. But I also think there's a really cool uh, celebration of silence that comes from uh, when you uh, deafen the uh, the opposing team's crowd. When you're on the road, when you know it's all about business and that you're executing out there, I think there's a lot that comes from that as well. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, okay, so without giving, without obviously sharing your proprietary system with the audience, maybe you could share with us vaguely just something that they could look for when they're looking to place a bet that they may not be considering right now as their system for for uh, going to Vegas. Fair enough. I would say. Everything you think you know about individual football players, throw that out the window and challenge yourself to start considering what you have um, produced in front of your very eyes every time you watch a football game. And that's the big plays. When you see something happen that you really see your stand up a little and think, well, that was interesting. Maybe maybe give a little that this is what the team is doing that that that's impressive. Throw out the throw out the window when you see aggregate stats from for a running back that may have racked up yardage between the twenties, but frankly never scored a touchdown, much less contributed to a win. Uh, throw out the window maybe a bunch of yardage that the the quarterback got because it was garbage time or they were playing from behind the entire time. See Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys oh, last weekend. Yes, yes. They're getting crushed. So don't get caught up in traditional aggregate stats that don't necessarily represent the beatdown that one team was giving their opponent. But instead, look at the kinds of things that were happening was, did that take my breath away? Yeah. If it did, it probably deserved to. That's the kind of team that's doing big things right now. So it's kind of like... That's what you want to look at. It's like an impressionist painting. You don't sit there and you don't walk up real close to it and look at all the paint strokes. You got to take about 10, 15 steps back, look at it from across the room, and don't try to break it down into its small pieces, but instead take what you wouldn't necessarily notice, take the whole thing in, and then get your opinion. Let it wash over you. Yeah. Trust yourself yes. with the emotional response to what you saw uh, presented on the game before you. And don't get caught up in the minutia of the things that, uh, quite frankly, are just the jingling shiny keys that are just going to distract you in the first place. Love it. Okay, so let's test it. Give us this NFL week six or whatever it is coming up this week. Do you have something for us? Give us a morsel that our audience can use that they can take to their bookie and test the big play scoring system. Yeah, I think what we were going to do is we were going to go with a home, a road dog, and a uh, home favorite, and we we're going to go with the uh, the road dog, Seattle traveling to Cleveland. That was plus two and a half. Well, a funny thing happened since last night. I'm pretty sure the NFL has revoked the Cleveland Browns charter. They <laughs> played so poorly last night, so I don't know anywhere you're going to be able to get that uh, that Seattle. Uh, plus two and a half. But what's interesting is the opening line was New Orleans, favored by one on the road at your boy Jacksonville's. Uh, Gordon 
Garden Minshew's uh, mm-hmm. place. Since then, that has switched. Jacksonville is now the favorite. Now, we all know the money line moves based on how much money is being placed and that sure. kind of thing. But let's have some fun with that. Let, let's, let's, we realize the Cleveland Seattle thing got thrown all of, out of whack because of what happened last night. Um, you know, the kitchens is, is he a coach? I don't know. Let's, There's let's no go with that. Let's go with either. those home, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars and your boy, Gardner Minshew, uh, working out with athletic bands, uh, and nothing but a, you know, a pair of sunglasses yeah. headband pregame. So we like Jacksonville. What's the, what's the number there? It's, it's currently Jacksonville, uh, minus one, believe it or not, over visiting Teddy Bridgewater and the Saints. So Jacksonville so just at home. Some- Okay, and don't forget before Minshew, they were Saxonville. They had uh, yeah. they 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 had a pressuring defense. That's true. Good D, and they you know they almost went. They should have beat two seasons ago. They should have beaten New Orleans and gone to the Super Bowl when they had Bortles back there, and they just laid an egg in that game. Uh, and they played New England. Yeah, New Orleans. New uh, that's what I meant. New England. It's the new. It starts with the new. Everybody knew what I meant. Um, so yeah, let's, now, let's total seriousness. Yeah. That, that's what we had to do to kind of make up for that, uh, Cleveland, Seattle shifting seismic shifting that took place. Here's one. Take this one to the bank. Okay. Green Bay at home minus six over visiting, uh, Detroit lions. Green Bay just got hammered the last time they were at home. It was one of the most ridiculous 100-year flood issues of stuff going wrong. They were in the uh, red zone five times and came away with just six total points. Uh, Two of those five times, they were within the five-yard line and didn't score. One of those times, they were at the one-yard line and threw four consecutive incomplete passes. They are ready to take care of business. Okay, I like it. So Jacksonville, Green Bay minus six. Jacksonville, my guy Gardner Minshew minus one at home against New Orleans, and Green Bay laying six points in division. Detroit coming in. Uh, okay, Michael, where can people find you on the internet? Let them know where they can they can hook up with you. Go to uh, Twitter at Big Play Scoring. Always throwing out some morsels. And some opportunities for uh, consideration of what else is out there, opportunities that present themselves as the weekend uh, comes up, injury reports, that sort of thing. Uh, at Big Play Scoring on Twitter is a great, great place to go uh, to start checking out uh, where there might be some um, new information that comes out that might have just been just been released. Love it. Okay. Michael Knapp, Big Play Scoring. Appreciate you coming on the show, brother. We're, I'm definitely going to be using your picks this week for my Patreon picks. Patreon.com slash The Baller Lifestyle. Big Play Scoring, at Big Play Scoring on Twitter. Michael Knapp, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thanks, Thanks, All right, thanks talk, Ed. Talk to you later, brother. Yeah, bye. Okay, thank you for that. Michael Knapp, Big Play Scoring. Check him out, and we'll, we're going to hold him to those picks. He likes He likes Jacksonville at home against a pretty formidable formidable New Orleans squad. And also Green Bay laying nearly a touchdown at home against Detroit. We'll see how they do. Uh Ed, oh, let's do some let's do some email quickly. Yeah. And then uh then we'll talk some sports. Hey guys. A couple quick thoughts. Had to write to tell you that Dave that captures the magical horse whinny sounds from his coworker is one of the best 
podcast pieces of entertainment of all time. It's hard to keep my work truck straight on the road because I am laughing hysterically. I It should be a full-time segment. We need more. And second thought, I would love to be a fly on the wall and capture Kate's face while you play the Scoop It Up song. You... Yeah, you would like to see that. Uh, Too funny not to think about it. I look forward to work every Wednesday because I get to listen to the show. Keep up the great work. Jerry in Willamette Valley, Oregon, where uh, where they make the best Pinots. Best Pinot Noir in the world comes from the Willamette Valley, and I believe. Thank you, Jerry. Kate McManus, Fancy Sauce. um, She used to live in Bend, Jerry. She went to – when she first took the boat up – from Australia or however, however she got here, hot air balloon. Not sure. Her first landing spot was Bend, so a little connection there. Um, and the thing about the uh, Dave's coworker, the horse winning, I, as a parent, as you're raising a kid, like you, it's you, you want your kid to not have any uh, issues, and you, you, you would hate to make fun of anybody. But I can't stop laughing about the uh, horse winning you know like it's pretty fun you, you want to you want to raise them in an era of kindness and everything and then you hear a guy horse winning in the office yeah. and it's just hilarious no, it's great i um i used to work at this pr agency and it was like a what they call in the business boutique agency which means it's just three dudes in a room it's, it's right, small, I was say, small yeah so i worked at this agency it's the same this is pl- where you jacked yeah, off upstairs i jerked right? off in the loft um no one was there the other two guys were gone in a meeting yeah, and I was hung over jerked off at work. I was, I was hung over and I needed to soothe myself. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, I was this guy that I used to work for. He was a real prick. This guy would drink like 12. No, not that many, like five to six diet Cokes every day. And he would drink them out of the can. So every about 12 seconds, he'd be, he'd be over there and he, he sat behind me where our desks were like back to back and he'd take a (sighs) all fucking day long sipping out of a goddamn can. And it was the most, and it's one of those things where you could, you couldn't stop noticing it and you would just be waiting for the next one. (sighs) Big slurp. And also they listened to top. i worked with two adult men, like middle-aged men and I would get there first in the morning and I'd put on Howard Stern and then they would come in the office and change immediately. Like couldn't get Howard Stern off the radio. This was back when he was on the radio. Couldn't get Howard Stern off the radio fast enough and to turn on top 40 radio. It's not like a thing for Britney Spears. Men. Britney Spears, like all day long. All day long, top 40 radio, 40 year old men listening to top 40 radio. Alarming. Loving it. Uh, okay, another email. So my point is, is that the horse winnie guy, I would, I would love that. I would really, that would be just like a little giggle. Yeah. He's definitely good for morale. I'm just saying if my kid, I mean, my kid, you know, my my boys have had random issues over the years. And it's like, if they were a horse winnier, you would, you would like feel bad and you would want nobody to make fun of them. And here, this guy has become a source of entertainment for all of us. That's great. I love it. Uh, Speaking of that next email. Ballers, I have to set the scene for you. This guy's office shares a wall with our conference room. And during our manager's meeting, 
we were blessed with this interjection that could be clearly heard through the wall. Not sure if he disagreed with something that was said or if it's mating season. This is from Dave, the horse whisperer. There's an audio file attached. Yes. I will will play it now. (laughs) How is it? Can you play that that? again? Play it again. Okay, hold on. Imagine. God. Uh, okay. The horse whisper, very popular. And then let's do. We have some uh, quick voicemails to get through. Ed. Well, hold okay. On. Hold on. I mean, it's it's all we had a guest, so I'm all out of sorts. Here. That was that was the best horse winning of okay, all. Okay. Let's play it one more time. That is insane. This guy's a murderer. This guy's gonna do murder at Dave in Rancho San Clemente's office. He's so easy to hate Your time he likes to waste His calls are far from great His calls are far from great He's such a stupid fuck He seems down on his luck His voicemails really suck His voicemails really suck No one's enjoying him so fucking boring and worthless, but he's got nothing else to do. And he's even worse than Ish. Okay, Ed, give me a number between one and a um, hundred. And 12. 57. Okay. Mm, getting close. 55. That's close enough. Here we go. Do his quote unquote cock claiming. Who's he going to look at? The two guys that I think are going to be on either side of him is up. Uh, Billy Joe Gunrack, ah, Billy Ray Cyrus, and that other dude, uh, that crazy get-up Little Nas X, I believe. Those two dudes that made that stupid-ass song that became a summer hit. All right. Thank you for that, Manuel. So he's talking Daily's Choice. Oh, is that a Daily's Choice? Oh. He said on either side oh, of him, right? Oh, that's kind of interesting. Oh, we'll yeah. skip right past that. I was, I'm very interested in that. Hold on. Davy's choice, it's a choice I make. Davy's choice, watch me shiver while you shake. All right, Daily's Choice. Haven't played this in a while. If you're new to the show, this is a game we play where Ed Daly walks up to a urinal at at either adjacent urinal on both sides of him are two well-known people. He only has a brief moment to check out the junk of one. What's the choice he's going to make? Ed, Daly's Choice, Billy Ray Cyrus, or Lil Nas X? Uh, I'm going Lil Nas X. Let's see what he, you want to see what he's got going down. I gotta, he's a little guy. I gotta, 
Yeah, but he he's got BDE for sure. Oh, for sure. He absolutely he's, does. He's got the he's got the biggest dick energy. And Billy Ray Cyrus, I half expect him to have feathered pubes. I don't I don't want to see that. Could be. Could be. I just saw recently that Billy Ray Cyrus is worth like a hundred million dollars. It's like a like a stunning What what was Achy Breaky Heart yeah, was his thing? Yeah, Achy Breaky Heart. And I then, mean, that really was it. I mean, unless he's taken his he daughter's prob- money. He what, might what? be her manager. Yeah, because he, he it's just achy, breaky heart. And I then he was like it. kind of a punchline for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. And then his daughter. Well, you know that this little Nas X, some people just are in touch with the zeitgeist. And this little Nas X saw a thing and he made a thing and he's like, people are going to love this. And then country radio wouldn't play his song even though it's way better than anything you hear on country radio country radio if you listen to the, some of the shit they put out it's basically like hip to quote the great steve earl it's hip-hop for for white people that are afraid of black people it's it's the same it's hip-hop beats it's auto-tune it's fucking twangy rapping and this little nas x puts put out a song that captured that but it didn't have a country artist attached. So, you know, he probably put it out to a bunch of people. Hey, I'm going to do a remix. I want somebody to sing the hook. Who's it going to be? And a bunch of people probably turned him down. And then this Billy Ray Cyrus is all like, I'll fucking do it. I want to be on this song. And then it was the fucking banger of the year. Not even close. I, I read a good, I guess it was an interview with Jack Black and, uh, Jack Black, I think without question has the, has written the greatest hook of all time. That seven nation army is like 20 oh, yeah. years old Jack, and is oh, in every Jack arena. White. Jack White, that's Jack Black. Yeah, Sorry, Jack Black. Wrong color, yes, wrong color. Yes. Uh, yeah, and 100%. He, so he knows, he knows something about catchy, you know, hooks and everything. Oh, for I mean, sure. Right. But I'm just saying like, that is, that is the number one in terms of catchy tunes. It's, it's, you know, it's beaten out every song in history, I think, in totally. terms of just it's it's just caught on for 20 something years and it's not going anywhere. Um, And he made a good point about how it's a short song, but it, it's just the arrangement. It's it's the perfect kind of uh, summer hook that worked. And 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 he kind of like t- looked at it like uh, like you're breaking down game film kind of thing. And it was yeah. pretty impressive. He just talked about how this is you know, a very impressive song, how, how it all played out. And so I, you know, I give the guy credit. I didn't love the song, but it's not, it's not meant for me. It is. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I also don't hate it. Like, it's just, it's something that I know like kids. Yeah. Having two grammar school kids, it was just a massive part of their schools for like six months. It was just massive. Um, and it's, so I respect that. Yeah. It's it, it, yeah. Even if it's not your thing, it's undeniable. It is what it is. It's might not, you might not like it, whatever you, but you can't deny its power. Like it is a thing for sure. It resonated for a reason. Here's the thing. If he's not suited up, I wouldn't be able to recognize little Nas X. Like I would need. That's, that's true. But I imagine he's always got a, red or yellow sequined yeah. uh okay. you know lots of flair and a cowboy jacket hat. cowboy hat like he he's kind of in the Lenny Kravitz like you wouldn't expect yeah. them to be in plain clothes yeah. they're just they're going to be done up 
Did did Lenny Kravitz ever find his sunglasses? Did we find out about that? I don't know, but I I probably the other night watched his dick popping out of the pants like you know twenty five times. He, do you think he's had to instead? Of sexing four randos a day, he's had to up his intake to six to get over me, the loss of the sunglasses. Broken, br- broken heart of the sunglasses. Yeah, he's just like yeah. super bummed out. So he just if, if I'm if I'm gonna get over this, I'm gonna have to fuck my way. Got to fuck forty percent more. That's just that's all the <laughs> that's all there is to it. Uh, okay, another email. Oh, this is I'm I'm embarrassed that I follow this so closely, but our friend Telly Two Putts went on a bender. This weekend, I'm a little worried about him. He's, you know, he lives in a college town, Boulder, Colorado, where the Buffaloes play. He's got season tickets to the Buffs. He's, he's it's a great, great looking stadium. I've never been to it a is. game there, but I've yeah. definitely been outside yeah. there. And, uh, you know, my sister lives there. And yeah, they, they run Ralph Pearl out Street. There. Pearl yeah. Street is great. That's a good fucking town. I, yeah. I love Boulder. Next time you're there, you got to hook up with Telly. He's drinking white. Yeah, he's drinking white I, claws. I will not have anything to do with white claws. No, he's drinking but, white claws. Jaeger. He's drinking Jaeger. He's dating I, he's dating sophomores. Yeah, next time next time I uh I visit my sister, I will I will you, make time for a drink with Teddy. You gotta do it. Well, we might have to go out there and have we might have to crowdsource an intervention soon because he went on a full weekend bender this weekend. I think I saw a tweet on Sunday night that said he hadn't been home since Friday. Which is a little worrisome. He was he had some nonsensical um, post where he was throwing a football in a bar parking lot. He's it's I'm I I hate that I'm so fascinated by this guy's life, but I kind of am. But anyway, he checked in. Let's see what he has to say. Telly two putts. What's up, man? Telly two putts here. Fucking wreck. (laughs) Homecoming weekend. Um, we're not going to beat San Diego State, so whatever. But update: she, uh, I got an update from her. Oh, okay, hold on. If you're not, if you haven't been following, he got ghosted. He got ghosted. He was dating some chick who's a lawyer. She bounced out to a yoga retreat in Scottsdale. And things were hot and heavy. He thought she might be the one. I think, I th- believe he said, I think I found the one. And then she went on a yoga retreat, came back, didn't reinitiate contact. Now let's remember that the, one of the chicks he dated before was a chick that had been, had been um, given a stroke by her last guy's dick. And Telly was having some issues about not being able to measure up to uh, administering a myocardial infarction with his cock. So he's he's got a track record here of of things not going well. Let's see what the update is with his with his yoga chick that bounced to Scottsdale. The one. She explained the whole thing. She she's officially moved to Scottsdale. Whoa. So she's done here. Um, she got hooked on benzos. Oh my god! Which I had to on Google what? benzos, benzos, Xanax, oh, and geez. and the like, mood yeah. stabilizers. Apparently, yeah. 
extremely addictive and extremely hard to come off. I didn't know what benzos were. That's why she left for six weeks. Oh, she went to rehab. That's that's how big pharma hooks you. Yeah, exactly. That you need them. They give them to you because you supposedly need them. Meanwhile, they got some chick with her tits pushed up walking into your psychiatrist's office every week, giving out free samples, saying you should prescribe this right. to your patients. Like she's the fucking shot girl, the Jaeger yeah, girl. Yeah, that's exactly how they do it. Um, I don't know. She looks good now. Like she looks great. She's yeah. wide eyed and and kind of wants. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> kind of wants something to do with me, mm. but nothing to do with mm. me. She's not. She's not coming back to Colorado. Yeah. She said maybe in, maybe in a year. Yeah. But she has too many triggers here. She got hooked on pills, and that's what happened. So, Telly, here's the problem. Here's what this was. This is what happens. The timing was wrong. What are you going to do? If she hadn't have been hooked on benzos in the first place, might not even have hooked up with her. You you met her at the wrong time in her life and you just got to let it go because she's going through something and it's not, it's just not the right time, but hold on. There's an update, Ed. He's, he's left a second message. Telly two putts. Okay. So two basketball calls only because I haven't golfed in a month. I have to, I have to say this is on Friday night when he was supposedly hammered. He sounds pretty good, which is usually an pretty lucid. You know, you know how you have those alcoholic buddies that they'll drink. They'll be, you'd be like, "Oh, what, uh, what beer is that?" And you, and they'll be like, "Oh, I'm halfway through my second twelve pack," and they're perfectly fine. And they're like, "Do you want me to give you a ride somewhere?" Like, there's nothing wrong with them. And then you have that buddy that drinks two cores lights, and he's like slurring and drools coming out of his mouth, and you're like, "Dude, what the fuck is wrong with you?" It's a different kind of alcoholism. Telly sounds fine. He's the first guy. And everybody fucking here. At my club, thinks they can beat me now. Because I haven't showed up. No, I don't care about your golf game. And I'm fucking wrecked. But I showed up to play this guy today. Uh Uh-oh, don't care. He did not show up. Don't care. That's where we'll show you the tweet. Mm, 50 bucks a hole. Oh, yeah, he had a bunch of money. Need a governor here. Yeah, don't care. Don't care about your golf game. Way into your stories about getting wasted and broads ghosting you, though. I'm just like, cannot get enough of that. So keep bringing the updates. Telly Two Putts, very popular on the show. Good guy. Happy to have you all the time. Call us back. You are the best. My name is Brian. They call me the other guy. I host a podcast show I'll give hetero life a try If you see something on my hand That makes you think I'm not a man It's just my cool rings you see They're as sparkly as can be Ed, what is going on? 
in the world of sports? Well, in an effort to, uh, I'm not really sure what he was, what, what the end game is here. Uh, Joe Biden tweets best recovery wishes to Ella or Elena Della Don literally while she's playing in the WNBA finals. So there's a couple things going on here. He's he he either follows the WNBA, which is problematic, or he Somebody. he wants right. us to think he follows the WNBA, which is doubly problematic. <laughs> it's just I'm on a group text with a couple guys and it I, I maybe it was this story some story came up and we were saying if somebody put a gun to your head and you had to say when the WNBA finals were I I would have guessed it's in the summer. I didn't cuz I know it just doesn't overlap with any other sports. I didn't realize it's still going on. I didn't know. And also yeah. I didn't I had not heard of, I'd heard of one of the teams because then I looked at it and it's the Washington Mystics, which is like a dumb variation on the Wizards, but like the same right, kind of. Because they're connected. But then they're playing a team called the Connecticut Sun. The and Mo- I've the, never heard of that the, team. It's not once. They, it's because they play at the Mohegan Sun. Yeah, I know. Casino. And then, then I learned that. But like it. It's crazy. I had not even heard. I I don't think in my life I'd ever heard of Connecticut Sun. I um I only knew that the that the WNBA finals were going on because somebody sent me something. There was some oh the LA team is coached by Derek Fisher, which made me happy because I'm just it's comforting to know that whatever league or level he's coaching at, he's always the worst coach in it. Um, Derek Fisher coaches the LA team and somebody sent me a link to a story where like the, the, the best player on the LA team, he only used for like 12 minutes in their elimination game and they got blown out by 50 points. But the bigger story is they used to play at Staples center and then they would, they would like tarp off all the seats you know, because only like a few hundred people go to uh, a, a, a L.A. Sparks game. But now they apparently play on the campus of Long Beach State at the Walter Pyramid. My alma mater. Who knew? Yeah. Not me. I didn't know there was still a league, to be honest. And I don't know why there is one. No one goes to it. No it's one cares. Ba- it's just a bad product because they're they're trying to tie it in with the nfl and i mean the i mean with the nba i'm i'm losing my mind tonight um but the only sport the only sport that i saw excitement in this country was the women's soccer team i would think there's a market for the women's soccer league they tried something they tried it didn't go I, but I'm just saying, the, there's never a buzz about women's no, basketball, never. Like, like the soccer. The soccer, it was a big deal for a while there this summer. Here's when I get excited about women's basketball. And by excited, I mean not enough to watch a game. But <laughs> when um, when 
Gino Oriema is elite eliminated from the, and the oh, Connecticut yeah. Huskies get eliminated whenever they lose and are expected to win, but then they lose. That makes me excited. Like that's yeah, the, that's I, the one I like thing I, I'm excited about, about women's basketball. Because he, he, he's got a major inferiority complex. Yeah. Like he, he loves to, to point out that he's done all this versus the men's coach. What has coach K done that I haven't? And it's like, yeah. all right, buddy, yeah, coach just men. calm the fuck down. He's coach. He coaches men. That's the difference. I mean, he coaches look, a sport res- that people yeah. want to watch. Yeah. I respect it as a sport, just like, you know, any other sport. Sure. Field like, hockey. Just any any non-revenue sport in college. Lacrosse. It's, it's fine. It's lacrosse. It's like anything. Yep. I, I respect it as these are great, great. athletes and everything, yep. but there's no market for it. No. There just isn't. No, people don't buy tickets. Uh, what else? Uh, China suspends NBA broadcast after Adam Silver defends Rock- Rockets GM Daryl Morey's defense of Hong Kong protesters. Wouldn't it be great if this is what swung the tide towards democracy in China. <laughs> the NBA. Yeah. It's a, it's a thousands of a millennia old society. Like the, the roots of civilization, the oldest civilizations are there. It's they, you know, are communist, but they also like to make money. So it's confusing. Um, but they don't like people talking about how they run things over there. And At for all. the most part, like, they get their ass kissed because there's so she, many people. Right. And there's so much money, money. And so much and and they make cheap products for everybody. Yeah. But and they, they, uh you can't you you can't win when one side is totally cool with human rights violations. I totally That's agree. Yeah. Standing up to them. You know, I've heard uh, MAGA people, Trump apologists, they're like, well, at least he's standing up to China. But the problem is, like, it's I don't know what the answer is, but clearly it's not tariffs because um, we're just taking it in the keister on the tariffs. But, like, no matter what, one side, it, I mean, they throughout their history, they've had these uprisings that have been quelled. But I don't know what how you're supposed to think about China because they just, Xi is just a monster. Yeah. And... And like these, these uprisings, they happen and, you know, you hope for the best, but I don't have high hopes for this or anything, but I know certainly it, the fact that the first headlines right away after Daryl Morey tweeted about it was like, well, this is going to cost him his job because, you know, they're Houston is very plugged in ever since Yao Ming. Yao Ming. But I mean, fuck the guy is supporting protesters that are risking their lives to like, protest democracy dude what, somehow what's, what, this guy might lose his job because of fucking he's he's supportive of this what was the exact wording of his tweet because i felt like it was like sort of innocuous unless you're in charge of a place where it's illegal to speak your mind <laughs> yeah uh, um yeah. and the thing is they they love basketball there they love it they love the nba I, I read a whole thing about how Yao Ming, he now wants to, he, he, his goal is for China basketball, for people to not think of him. He wants to build the sport so he doesn't have to be the ambassador for all things and carry the flag in the Olympics. He wants, yeah. he, he's trying so hard and he said there is a real appetite 
obviously like Stefan Marbury, those, those types of uh, stories that you hear about these success stories that they love their basketball. What's his but, name? Clay Thompson wears a Chinese shoe and he's like the fucking biggest star ever over there. Right. But they, they really fuck over their people. So of course you should be supporting the Hong Kong protesters. Yeah. It's a bad scene. And the fact that this guy was, it was even whispered. He was on the ropes. I, I credit, I, I thought silver kind of handled it as best as he could trying to be diplomatic, but like sure. backing, backing up Maury. And then China's yeah. like, all right, no NBA broadcast. Right. But the, the, I mean, that could get the people riled up. That, that could get them more protests. I would protests. say it would, except yeah. we kind of have a pretty good blueprint of how this all plays out already. Because right. yeah, China has had uprisings and they just haven't worked so well. Yeah. But We've keep fighting the good fight, people. Yeah. Speaking of somebody that's just one of the biggest who's, pieces of shit of all time. <laughs> who's not fighting the good fight. Yeah. Darren Ravel. Yeah. He he tweeted out a picture of his lunch bill, and he spent $86 on a sushi lunch, but then tweeted out his displeasure because at the bottom, he had to pay a $1.68 fee for the staff's health insurance. It said like an itemized thing. Yeah. And he's like, well, oh, didn't think I'd have to pay for the health insurance. <laughs> yeah. You fucking clown. Right. He's He's the worst. He's a real piece of shit. Uh, I didn't the realize whole, he, the whole idea. I mean, if yeah. you if you really are in for a depressing read, Google like the history of tipping. Everything kind of comes back to racism, and it tipping was like, okay, well, we can technically pay him if you want, but then this makes the the people who run the restaurants not have to yeah pay a, a, an actual wage. They could skirt certain laws, and so there. Over the years, there have been tr- attempts at improvement of of the lives of servers, and everybody on Earth has to deal with servers. And if this one establishment's like, okay, well, we're going to have health insurance for these people because it's it's a it's a tough gig, and and Darren Ravel is worried about paying essentially what one eightieth, one seventieth of what his lunch is. He's got to pay for that. It's funny. He's but way over. I don't know how much he makes, but he's way it's overpaid. A it's like it half a million dollars a year. Um, he's, it's funny because he's so obtuse about yeah. his he's own heel. image. Like everybody hates his guts. And then he does more things to make people hate his guts even worse. Yeah. He's, he's garbage. Yeah. Um, but you know, maybe maybe to cleanse the palate, we have a, a story of true love, and we're going into the world of fitness. CrossFit co-founder Lauren Janai moves so, moves forward with a jailhouse wedding. Oh, but the guy she's well, that's very sweet. The guy she's married with, he probably did getting married to. He probably did like a uh, you know white collar climb. He's like Mike the situation, right? Where he's didn't didn't really understand his tax bill, and so. He's got to go in for nine months and, and then he'll be out and they can live happily yeah, ever after. Right. Sort of. Uh, this is uh this is a, a first degree murder charge from 2017, a violent mm. heist gone wrong <laughs> known as the Treehouse murder in the Florida keys. <laughs> oh, he's a murderer. He's a murderer. Wow. Well, maybe they're trying to expand the brand and he's like, he's like leading people in, um, Murph or, um, Eleanor or whatever the names of the workouts are, they're in the joint. 
where he just does he does burpees in his cell and like leads the cell block. It's so sweet. They're yeah. thinking of each other. Yeah, uh, the nice. next next story, I'm gonna I'm gonna read it quickly, but I think to get the whole gist of it, I think it's important for me to read the whole thing. So oh, this is great. Letter, I saw this. Yeah, a letter from a guy who who signed it. Like he wanted people, he wanted this guy to know his name. Well, this guy's got to be, he has to be a hundred years old. Guy's name is Dave Peterson. And he sent this to a defensive back on Penn State. And he said, Dear Jonathan, my wife and I are proud, older graduates of Penn State. We follow all Penn State sports, football, wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, basketball. We love it all. I played all the sports in my younger days. Still played full court basketball into my 50s. Love the competition, but never had the size or talent to reach your level. Though the desire was there, though the athletes of today are certainly superior to those in my days, we miss the clean-cut young men and women from those days. Watching the Idaho game on TV, we couldn't help but notice your, well, awful hair. Surely, (laughs) surely there must be mirrors in the locker room. Don't you have parents or girlfriend who've told you that those shoulder-length dreadlocks look disgusting and are certainly not attractive? We congratulate you on your game against Pitt, but you need to remember you represent all Penn Staters, both current and those alumni from years past. We would welcome the reappearance of dress codes for athletes. You will certainly be playing on Sunday in the future, but we have stopped watching the NFL to, due to the disgusting tattoos, oh. awful hair, and immature antics in the end zone. Yeah. Players should act as though they've been there before. Oh. For the glory, Dave Peterson. Dave, buddy. Penn State. So he longs for the days of the clean-cut defensive coordinator, Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> you know, the guy had a guy had it high and tight since Sandusky... He certainly, you know, fuck, it's a couple of kids. He didn't, I mean, Jerry Sandusky was very hygienic. He would take those showers with those young boys in the locker room, the Penn State locker room for the glory. He'd be in there with those young boys slapping their bottoms. Uh, yeah, but he was clean cut. I mean, yeah. he wasn't embarrassing anybody. No. Just, you never saw hair on Jerry Sandusky's shoulder. No, definitely. Joe Pa's shoulder kept that thing tight. Definitely. Now, um, so a reporter uh, followed up, tracked down because the guy put his name, and uh, Dave Peterson cleared it up. Oh, Peterson say? said making a racial or cultural statement was not the intent at all. I would just like to see the coaches get the guys cleaned up and not looking like Florida State and Miami guys. <sighs> <laughs> what do they look Buddy. like exactly? Yeah, I think I think they have a pigmentation that this guy has a problem with. He uh, likes those nice clean yeah. cut, all white uniforms, all white skin. Yeah. That's what he wants. All white, everybody. Fuck Dave yeah. Peterson. I've yeah. known two Dave Petersons in my life. One was kind of a dipshit. The other one was a real piece of garbage. And uh, this is a third one I've heard of, and he doesn't seem so great. No, he's, I feel like he's, I mean, how does that go? How does the letter go out? And also, is this the first black guy he's seen with long hair? I mean, Penn State, I got to think they've had more dreadlocks. This is the first guy with dreadlocks? What? 
Yeah, I mean, it's been a look for quite a while. So I don't, I can't imagine this is the first guy he's noticed, but maybe it just came to a head. There was just too much of it. Dad, how am I supposed to enjoy the Penn State Idaho game when I see all this hair? Yeah. Disgusting hair. Uh, and tattoos. Oh my God. Awful. It uh, looks awful. Well, let's, let's take this over to Italy. Italian youth soccer coach fired for calling Greta Thunberg a whore on Facebook. What? Okay. What's with the vitriol? I don't know. It's is, weird. Is are the Koch brothers paying the Italian youth soccer yeah, coach? It's weird. What, what's in it for this guy? Right. It's, um, I don't know why people are like so focused. Now, here's a sad, sad story, but there is some important information. Um, woman imprisoned for killing pregnant girlfriend of former Chicago Bears pro bowler asked for murder conviction to be tossed. So this murder happened like 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And the detail that really jumped out at me, she was one of Sean Gale's 17 girlfriends wow. at the time. Like, that's the law of diminishing returns. Come on, buddy. It's too many. How can he keep track? So, yeah, one bumped off another and went and got sent to the pokey. He's still got 15 girlfriends yeah, to juggle. That's too it's many. Too much, buddy. What are you doing? Yeah, that's a lot. That's and Sean Gale was on, Sean Gale, I think, was on the 85 Bears. So, no, he's old. So, even 10 years ago, he's too old. I mean, it's any age is too, too, too many girlfriends, but. Especially when you're like in your fifties, yeah, that's just, terrible. From my experience, one woman it's just almost is a too lot. much to handle. Yeah, like just one woman is a lot. Baby, multiply that by seventeen. <laughs> I mean, how can you keep your story straight? What what conversation? I mean, it's only thirty or thirty-one days in a month. Yeah, there's some girlfriends you're not going to see for a year and a half just because. That remember that Mormon show on HBO with the oh, dearly departed Bill Paxton, the legend. Greatest. He had I think 3 or maybe three. 4 wives, 3 wives. Yeah, that Gene Triplehorn. I didn't understand why he wasn't just spending every night with at the super young one's house, <laughs> but he had to rotate, you know? He had to like Share them all, and it just yeah, seemed like yeah, a some lot sort of strategy. Of I just wasn't following, but, yeah, but yeah, there's a strategy. Um, well, let's stay with the NFL. Good dude, Ben Roethlisberger is livid after the NFL fined him five thousand dollars for wearing an Apple Watch on the sideline. You know who would never get that fine? <laughs> uh, Russ, I don't know, who? Russell Wilson. Because they remember you couldn't wear beats, you had to wear bows, and he like immediately signed a deal with company bows. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is he's a, a company Microsoft I, I, Surface. I really detest Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, but I, I'm on his side with this Stupid. one. You and I and I and I and I detest Apple watches too, of course. as much as I love Apple. But it's the NFL with with all of their so rules dumb. and the, like finding guys because their socks and everything. It, Football will not be less popular because if somebody has a slightly different look, it's gladiator fighting. Yeah. This is this is why people watch. And also, the reason the reason that horrifies people is also the reason people are watching. No one noticed his stupid Apple Watch until you dummies find him, and now it's a story. Right. If right. you if the whole point is you want everybody uniform so it doesn't infringe on your partnerships. Don't don't bring attention to something nobody noticed. 
<laughs> Let's stay with idiot Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks. Uh, in his defense, somebody was bringing up the immaculate reception by Franco Harris. Terry Bradshaw compared it to the JFK assassination film, wow. or as Bradshaw called it multiple times in the interview, the Magruder film. Just look at the Magruder film. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a fucking steakhead. So stupid. <laughs> He's so dumb. He's really That's stupid. That's great. Uh, all right, it's time. Well, it's time. It's time for non-sports. Non-sports. Segment. Segment. The Ballin' Lifestyle Podcast. Non-sports. 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 I'm talking about the segment now. Non-sports. 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 Segment. Ed, what's popping off in non-sports? Pennsylvania woman caught her fiance sexually assault, assaulting a bridesmaid. They got married anyway. And it's not looking good. I saw this. I, saw I this. read the whole story. There are a she lot of like text messages. Yeah. yeah, she was she was like a, a, a newborn giraffe, like wobbly legs, and he just took her into the showers and uh he and then he sent a bunch of very incriminating text and I guess somebody reported it. And they have like on the the surveillance footage the guy peeling her off and pushing oh. her into the showers, oh, and then no. they have the girlfriend like interrupting and and yelling at him in the parking lot. And his texts are like, "Hey, I don't think anything happened, but would you mind taking a morning after pill and let's oh, make my. this about?" And he goes, "Let's make this day about the bride." Oh. And let's, let's, oh. I mean, it's not good. It's not good. That's a huge bummer. Um, yeah. well, hopefully he gets locked up cause he's a predator yeah. and that's disgusting. He's, he's a piece of shit. Uh, or universal Orlando fires the Gru mascot. That's a despicable me guy, uh, for flashing the white power sign. So a family got back from their, uh, vacation and they looked at the pictures of their daughter with Gru and they noticed he was making the white power sign. So is that the okay? It's the okay, but yeah, I think, uh, it's. It's definitely a, a white power thing now. Is it, is it? It used to it, be you put it over your dick and then you punch somebody in the arm. I love if you that. Saw it. Unless that you put your finger through thing, it, but you could put your finger yeah, through it right. and, avo- and yeah, avoid the was, punch. That was it. But that's that game is gone now. It's just white power. So like everybody knows that isn't. Don't you have? To, do you have to hold it a certain way, like over your chest, or just like any okay? I, think, I no. I think it's. I think it's a downward. I don't think it's like, hey, everything's okay, and you go up. I think it's a downward okay, but it's it's known. It's I, the guru knew what he was up to. Um, t- I've been I've been throwing the middle a lot on the road, and it, this just reminds me today. I threw the middle at some guy, so I'm in the I'm in the far right lane, and I'm getting, and then a new lane opens up for the exit. If I'm getting gotcha. to, to to the off ramp. And somehow, like, as I'm getting over, some guy slides into that far right lane and tries to go around me. And I have to, like, swerve back. And then he lays on the horn. And I'm like, you fucking asshole. So I threw up a big properly. All fingers pulled down. Not like a styled middle finger. One finger extended all the way. And then this piece of shit tried... As he's like trying to go past me, he's flipping me off. And then another car gets over into that lane like I was trying to do. And he had to fucking 
fucking slam on the brakes. So I, I rolled my window down and I pulled up next to him and I was like really overdoing it. How hard I was laughing. I was like crying, laughing at him and he was so pissed and it yeah. was the, it was the best feeling. And then we, then the lanes kind of split off where I was exiting to the right and he was exiting the left and he, uh, he tried to like swerve in front of me <laughs> to be all cool. And he just looked so stupid. And, uh, that, anyway, that hand signal made me think of that. Uh, what else said? Uh, a Houston teen earned all 138 Boy Scout merit badges. Oh, what a loser. Well, this poor kid, he's gay. One of those 138 is what a vagina looks like. Yeah, poor kid. Or how to service a man or woman. Whatever. So, poor kid. I mean, the Boy Scouts, that's like, uh, that's like one of those uh, uh, Dominican Republic farm academies. For the priests, right? That's I think so. That, yes, I think so. It's that's that's like where they're scouting. Hey, maybe maybe he would be. He he, he should get the call up to the bigs. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, it's a sketchy organization. I mean, it's that it it can be positive, you know. Like it's a, I think you can learn theory, some important shit. In theory, it could be yeah. positive, except if you're gay. Yeah, or, they're not into you if you're gay. A Jew or a girl of color or a girl. Yeah. But yeah, it's super positive. If you want to tie knots, you need to do it somewhere (laughs) else, gay boy. Or if you're, if you you want to make a wooden wooden car that is good at going down ramps, that's what it's good for. Yeah. If you want to teach kids to tie knots, but you're attracted to men, you you can't do that here. Get the fuck out of here. Touch your knot. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh, Yep. A Georgia teacher is on leave for using a graphic that says the Confederate flag makes you intend to marry your sister. Uh, I love this. I love this so much. So in in a classroom, the flag was described as, quote, a sticker you put on the back of your pickup truck to announce that you intend to marry your sister. Think of it like a white trash save the date card, the, uh, the teacher said. So good. I love that. That's great. I mean, you had to know the next part was coming. The teacher's been placed on administrative. Yeah, I mean, it's Georgia. It's, I mean, Georgia. It's it's tough enough to pull off north of the Mason-Dixon line, but that's definitely not going to fly in Georgia. The no. State. No. They're, well, there's, they're not certain that the – I think they think it's just still a ceasefire. It's kind of like the 39th parallel. Like there's never – there. Was, <laughs> War never ended, or it's like, it's like that sub, the the Japanese submarine oh, yeah, that showed yeah. up on Gilligan's They're, Island. Yeah, uh, yeah, that guy you know, who was just, in every he was in everything for like a fifteen year stretch as the Japanese guy. Yeah, he's like Italian. Yeah, he's not Japanese at all. There's nothing Japanese about him. Uh, okay, she's not she's responding related. to our texts. Despite the fact that she is only 12 feet away, you can hear her slippers clicking. Oh, and she's looking at her phone. Of course, I'm talking about our very own pop culture correspondent. She joins us every week, except for sometimes when she can't make it, but we love having her. It's fancy sauce. Uh, messing with the mic. The mic's at the same level every single week, and it needs to be adjusted. 
And now, are we ready to go? And we are. Kate McManus joins us now. Kate, how are you? Nope. Not ready to talk. What's going on with you? Oh, okay. Well, good to have you on the show. Um, no emails this week. What is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Uh-oh. Patreon oh, subscriber. Oh, we do? Because we've been going backwards in Patreon, people. Yes, we have, sadly. Yeah, yes. But I just want to welcome Chad Slabak, Slayback. Chad Slayback. Chad slays him back. Slayback. Slay him, Chad. Chad, if I'm butchering your name, I'm really so sorry. Yeah, I don't. Do we know where Chad Slayback is? I don't. Slaying him back. I don't know. Well, I love that guy. Thank you for but being. But Chad, a, thanks, and welcome thanks, to thanks, our Chaz. Patreon fam. Do people call you Chaz, Chad? Because I'm going to call you that. Chaz, Chaz is for Charles. I know. Chad is Chad. I know. I have a buddy called Chad though, and I introduced him to a, di- a different group of friends, and they they thought I introduced him as Chaz, and then they called him Chaz. For like several years, and I never corrected him, and neither did he. And so now I call everybody named Chad Chaz, even though it's short for Charles. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Chaz. Good one. Uh, Kate, what is happening in the world of pop culture? Well, let's talk about um, there's some Bachelor news. Big time. Um, during if, filming of uh, the new season of The Bachelor, I almost, starring- I almost have to follow, unfollow friend of the show, <laughs> Reality Steve, because this guy is, he's got footage. Everything they're doing on The Bachelor in real time as it happens. Right. Like the, it kind of spoils it because this doesn't air until January yeah, 2020. He's like, here's like, here's what so, happened. Who got the rose? What is, who went on what, the date? What do you, ha, have you discussed, like, do you think just a producer just feeds him everything right away? So I don't know. I've never discussed this with Reality Steve. But he's wh- probably not going to give up his sources. What I know he's he, not going to give up, but have you, have you, like, used about what it might what what's yeah what's i mean it's theory? good for their business all of yeah, this stuff for is sure. good for their business Definitely. No, they hate his guts but i think that early on he had production sources that would feed him information but this is before social media this is before the bachelor was this big cultural phenomenon like it is now and now it's just People on the street or around where things are happening are like, hey, is that the fucking bachelor filming on my street in Akron? I need to fucking take a video and send it to reality Steve. Right. If this show didn't want spoilers, they should be a little more careful about where they film. Yeah, he's got everything. He knows the locations, like everything that happens gets fed to him either through intermediaries or people that are on the scene. It's really a, a, an amazing thing that he's cultivated. And, but the but the thing is, as somebody who likes a bachelor-free uh, a spoiler experience, free, right. spoiler-free bachelor experience, it gets kind of hard because Steve's spoiling something every single day on Twitter. Uh, so what happened to the, act, but actually? Okay, so one thing: the fact that yeah. the fact that he was on our podcast is the only thing Michelle has been impressed with. And tempted to listen to the podcast of, of the That's years of funny. us doing this. No, no, the only th- Wait, you know reality, Steve? How do you know him? No, I That's said- the only time she's cared about what, what we're doing here. I've told that to people too. And they're 
I go, oh, uh, they go, oh, what's going on I like that Michelle's impressed now with yeah. ads. I go, oh, we had a- No, um, she's not impressed with me. Just Reality Steve. I go, well, that you like got him on the show. Yeah, I go, hey, um, connections. this guy mm-hmm. Reality Steve came on our show and somebody's like, what? And I'm like, oh, you know who that is? And they're like, do I know who Reality Steve is? Like, <laughs> of course I do. I'm like, oh, yeah, he comes on sometimes. Uh, so what happened with the okay, Bachelor? Okay, so um, the Bachelor this year's um, Bachelor star Pete Weber, a.k.a. Pilot Pete from- Hannah Brown's Bachelorette season. He was a runner-up. He fucked four times in the uh, windmill. And arguably the most handsome. I know you like him. I know you maintained he was the only Well, T and Tyler were very handsome. Tyler C is beautiful. Yeah, he is. Well, this Pete's very handsome as well. Um, So he suffered an accident while filming in Costa Rica. Apparently he was on a golf date when he tripped stepping onto a car and split his face open on two cocktail glasses. So he was rushed to a nearby hospital where he underwent emergency surgery and had to get 22 stitches. That's a pretty fair amount of stitches. That's like when, what's her name? Um, Carrie Underwood cut her face up. Got tuned up by her husband. I mean, uh, fell down the stairs. Brian. What? I can't say that. What? Walked into a door. (laughs) And hid her face from the public for like the next year. And then you saw her and it looked totally the same. She looked exactly the same. couldn't tell any difference. Um, Apparently though, he's fine and they're back to filming, so. Any word on if this is going to affect his ability to take down Bob Guinea's slaying record of six contestants? Because I feel like Pete's going for it. I have no idea. Okay. Because I don't watch the spoilers. Oh, okay. But probably. Yes. I mean, it's possible. Good to know. Uh, okay, what else, Kate? There was that scene where Hannah was in his car on a hometown, and yeah, she looked in the center console of his Mercedes and pulled out yeah. a whole strip of rubbers. Yeah, that was tight. he's a pilot. He's twenty-seven and he's a pilot. Oh yeah. So that you know? what, he fucks. He fucks. Okay. Oh, okay. that's that's what you become a pilot for, of course. Yeah. It's- unless unless you're Travolta. Well, he's a <laughs> private pilot. Uh, <laughs> All right. What else, Kate? Well, while we're on reality show news, um, Dancing with the Stars, which I guys I know that you guys are big fans of and Huge. watch religiously. Never seen it. So this won't be news to you um, that Lamar Odom was a, is a contestant. Was a contestant. Is he on crack? Oh, spoiler alert! He um, got voted He's off. On drugstore dick <laughs> before dick he, before he got voted off. Um, whenever the last um, episode was, he was caught. Um, scratching his private parts and readjusting his bits. I mean, <laughs> didn't realize the camera was on him. Still, he's six <laughs> eleven. You know, I can't imagine how big that thing is. Anyway, it's gotta. I guess it was a funny video. It's gotta Did be not watch. just a. I mean, I imagine it looks like him, like long. Right. He kind of does look like a penis. Yeah, it's like long. It's got like a round, shiny tip. Yeah. And it's probably hard to corral that. Thing. I feel like it's dead and numb from all the drugs and alcohol yeah, abuse. Being at the I just ranch. feel like it's it's yeah. done. Yeah, it could be. Could be. I mean, that wouldn't affect its <laughs> it still needs mass. to be adjusted. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, um, okay, well while we're on um dancing with the stars news, you know who else is on it? Yeah. Ten inch Dodger. Dawson. No. Oh, Dawson. Oh, yeah, yes. Vanderpeek was Dawson. Jo- Dawson. I don't want your, <laughs> your life. life. Dawson is um, on this season's Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And he, um, his wife just pop- pushed, um, is pregnant, just announced she was pregnant 
on the show, they went to the ultrasound to see no. if she was pregnant no. with their sixth child. That's too many. Oh, my God. Child what? number six, and they're not Mormon. They're not? They're something. Frontiersmen? Yeah. There's I some, guess she's had, what, she's had a few miscarriages, so they wanted to kind of, like, destigmatize the whole, like, so they did it on what? camera, even oh. though they, there was a chance that there might have been no heartbeat. I mean, they've had lots of non miscarriages too. They've had yeah. they've had plenty of carriages. <laughs> yeah. We've true. we've been through a couple of them too. We that just decided true. not to have six more. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like that's enough. That's plenty. I have a lot of reality um, TV news tonight. Good. Um, world's youngest, and I put this in quotations: self-made billionaire Kylie Jenner. Mm. Mm. who is basically known for posting all about her lavish lifestyle as cop in some heat for posting about her newest $3 million Bugatti Chiron on social media. Got a lot of backlash, a lot of people commenting, you know, you could do a lot of good things with that money. There's people out there struggling, starving, like might want to think about that. So she's deleted the post She's got like two Range Rovers, a Rolls Royce, a Ferrari, a Bugatti, and something else. So too many cars. Hear me out, and maybe this hypothesis is completely wrong, but could it be that her audience, these Gen, it's not what's it called, Gen Y, Gen Z Mm -hmm. people. Are they cannot be fucked with this consumerism anymore? Like they don't like young people don't buy houses, they don't buy cars, they don't own things, and they're extremely concerned about climate change and the environment and wealth right. inequality. And they're seeing this, and they're like, "Get the fuck out of here with your fucking." I mean, Bugatti, some bitch. people, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that, but obviously, there's an audience sure. for that, that still. The fact that she's famous. Is is telling that there's a huge percentage of people that still yeah. just right. like this bullshit. Here's the thing: it's a yeah. pretty like dated thing to be doing. Yes. Like having like Instagram posts of you and your fleet of like six multi million dollar cars, it's, like you're in some like '90s rap video. Like, what is that? It's, it's strange to me that uh, a kid raised by uh, her that <laughs> mom. Chris yeah. Jenner mm-hmm. would be tone dad. deaf. Yeah. I know. It, it's her, her, yeah. her whole life is like that um, poverty sucks poster from the eighties where it's like the guy in spats in front of a castle with like yeah, a yeah, Rolls Royce yeah. and all the Here's some things that have stuff. happened to her lately. Split with her baby daddy. Yeah. Lost her best friend. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's and time she, to rethink. And she's fucking roaming around some mansion in Calabasas with this fucking infant and she's 22 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, her, her whole fucking life is her image and it's, she, there's no substance there. Like, it seems like a pretty sad existence, despite the fact that she has enough money for a hundred lifetimes. What else, Kate? Um, got news, Trump tweet news. Oh, thank God. Yeah. I don't follow him on Twitter. I don't either. Yeah. I um, feel like I get enough without following him. Same. I mean, this is kind of funny though. Um. So this is where we're at in the, you know, apocalypse. Um, Trump tweeted a nickel, uh, like a popular nickel, yeah, ba- retweeted a popular Trump's, Nickelback. Trump's meme. got a meme guy. 
He does. He's like fuck Jerry. He's got fuck Jerry. I can't making even him believe memes. that this is like I, that I'm actually saying these is, words. Is this is where Jew- we're at. This is exactly where we're at. Is in the life. fat Jew this on his it. payroll? <laughs> yeah. This is the world we live in. We live in an idiocracy. Sorry, I don't we're know here. What we're here. Yeah. yeah. Like he tweeted like a Nickelback meme, and Nickelback's lawyers had Twitter take it down. The whole th- like Trump. Is tweeting is like violating copyright laws. Yeah, our president well, he violates all on laws. Twitter. I, w- I have to admit, though, it was pretty funny. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I know it's about Nickelback, and I know everybody hates Nickelback. Yeah, and I I will say this, and I don't. I I don't know any Nickelback songs off the top of my head. So I guess but when I've when I've heard them, yeah, I don't find them to be a lot different than a lot of. Yes. Top 40, like generic. Like to me, they're not dramatically worse than other things. This is just music I'm not interested in, but there's yes. some reason that people hate them and I don't know what it is. Well, their, their songs suck, but they're, and they're, they're from Canada and they're just, they were of a time. They're like of the Creed time. I think of it's music. the whole dated like style, the, I, like the hair, the goatee, the like, the earrings. I don't know. I did see him one time on like a VH1 tribute to ZZ Top where they came out and played um, Sharp Dressed Man. And it was pretty fucking good. I love ZZ Top. Yeah, ZZ Top's great. Uh, Do so you know this Nickelback it. meme though? I think yeah, it's, it's from a video where one of the Nickelback guys is like holding out like a photograph. Look and then this photograph. <laughs> right. And then people oh, replace what's in the photograph frame. Yes. And, and so and Trump it's, it's, did it with a picture of like Biden and like, like Biden, some yeah. Hunter it's Biden funny. and like some like Ukrainian gas dudes. It's not, not funny. It is funny. <laughs> it is funny. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So that happened. What else, Kate? And then lastly... Um, my favorite news story, which is, you know, had its ups and downs at Jeffrey Epstein. Prince oh, Andrew. Yeah. He had an egg shaped cock. Yeah. And he, he was did. proud of yeah. it. That deposition where they smiling. asked him about it. He, he smiled. What do you about mean? It. They were asking him. Like, his, but not the size of an egg. So no, but the shape where it, it was fatter at the base and skinnier at the tip, like sounds, an egg. Picture an egg, but in a cock form. No, thanks. That sounds hideous. Yeah. So Prince Andrew was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein's. Oh. Prince Andrew doesn't sound like the brightest. Yeah, he's, he's, married he's a lot of inbreeding, right? He's, yeah. Yeah. And basically was called out on his friendship as recently as 2010. Yeah. I guess that's not that recently, but it's not too long ago. He went to New York, stayed at Jeffrey Epstein's townhouse, yeah. and now he's trying to say, oh, I flew over there to end our friendship. Why doesn't anybody <laughs> just say, they're like, hey, you're friends with Jeffrey Epstein. What do you have to say for yourself? Why don't they just say, well, he always brought the young pussy. Right. <laughs> that's why you're of friends, friends with him. That's, that's why you're friends with him. He brought the young that's pussy. That's a reasonable move, right? If you, oh, yeah. if you really hate somebody, you want to end something. Yeah, you the fly The best move over. is to... To fly across an ocean, go to a different continent stay to inform with them. them. Yeah, stay I, the night. I hereby will declare Look, that no after friends. I fuck a handful of underage girls, we have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. It's, it's a, that's a great denial. After you, after I'm massaged on your property by your sex slaves, I will be officially ending my friendship with you. Yeah. After a 15-year-old girl gives me a hand job with her tears in her eyes, yes. then that's it. We are done, mister. 
can we hit the island one time for old time's sake? And then after that, I'll officially return to my princely duties. What, what was the you. island called? I don't uh, remember. The There's a compound island? in New Mexico that yes. sounds frightening. Yeah. He's got the compound. He's got the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I will go back to my princely duties of finding other 15 year olds to fuck <laughs> and eating expensive cheese. <laughs> uh, all right, Kate, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Okay. I, I have yes. one last thing. Sure. Something I forgot to bring up at the beginning. Do you guys see Joker yet? No, no. but I really want to. No. I'm, I'm not no going to give anything away. Good. I'm going to say. Really? No. no. Interesting. Okay. Well, I thought it looked great. It looked cool. It looked like CD New York mm. from like 1989, 1985. Yeah. That part looked good. I just don't know how much. Joaquin Phoenix is kind of a crazy person. For I mean, he's like good in it, but you wonder, is that kind of him? You know how like great actors, they like mm-hmm. De Niro's kind of always De Niro. I'm starting to think jo- Joaquin Phoenix is kind of just a crazy person. He is but cra- he's a good actor. He but he Yes. This felt like incel porn to me. That's that's why I'll I'll, I'll leave it. I'll reserve judgment. You got me to go see Hustlers, and I could not have. I'm concerned about your recommendations after that. You didn't enjoy looking at no. her stripping. I well, that part was okay. I did like that, but then the rest. That was I didn't the, say it was a great movie. It was a it was a disposable C plus movie. But yes. I thought I thought it looked good. To Definitely C plus. Yeah. They could have shaved. I didn't like, say it was. It wasn't a D minus. I thought it was a C plus. Mm, Way too I would long be more too. in the D minus category on Hustlers, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, I love Jennifer Lopez more than the next guy. Um, Joaquin Phoenix is crazy. Um, Did you see that um, clip that Kimmel Kimmel played of when it, he had him yeah, on? Yeah, but that was a work, right? That was a um, that and was it, staged. Was it? I thought I read something. I didn't. Yeah, um, he, I mean, Kimmel indicated that on Stern the other day. Okay, well then, what's but his face just, did a good job of acting embarrassed about it. always being uncomfortable, weird. It's, yeah. I don't know. So I, I don't know. I just, I found it interesting for a while, and then I was like, we're, we're, this is just going to go on for two hours like this? I just, it wasn't. So I'm not going to say that he's, that he is um, nuts. He does seem a little nuts. But also one time Kate McManus took me to a party where I was talking to this girl that had hooked up with Joaquin Phoenix one time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she told me, man. she told me mm-hmm. how I know that girl. he picked her up from a bar and took her home because she was wearing the same dress as Liv Tyler or something, or she looked like Liv Tyler. There was a Liv Tyler connection. She went home with Joaquin Phoenix who put her in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> This is a, this is here. This is a story that was told to me. So I don't, don't, uh, don't trust me on the veracity, but this is a story I was told. He put her in the bath. He went and like what left the room, went downstairs and did whatever came back after he, she'd bathed and he pleasured her with his mouth. Mm -hmm. And then um, visited with her for a while and then called her a car. And I think that story is true home. because she told me what that right he, after it happened. Yes. Yeah. What was he packing? I don't think he, I don't think that came into play. 
You I, you discuss this whole story and you don't find out no, what he's packing? No, no, no. I mean, no, she's no, giving no. you details. No, no. I don't think his oh. penis came into play in the scenario okay. that was So now we know me. he's a fucking weirdo. That's a little weird, right? A lot weird. Yeah, he gave. He gave. He's a giver. He gave. And I don't believe I mean, it's, it's polite of him. Very. And then something that there was other button. weird details was, to that story. Yeah, I just center, can't remember yeah, what they were. Sent her on her way. He was very nice. Very pleasant is my understanding. So anyway, let's close it on that. Okay. Uh, this this has been episode 289 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast for Ed Daily for Kate McManus. My name is Brian Beckner. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. My brothers, reviewing some movies and shows and others. Top podcast, man. No one is above us. Five star. Even the haters will love us. And we're not trying to talk politics a lot. We'd much rather talk about dicks a lot. Shit's so hot. Man, you know the shit's on top. Top podcast, man. It really hits the spot. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is so flawless, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. Listen up, you players and shot callers, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller. And you know the show is for all us, TBLS, the lifestyle's baller.